Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Uh, cider. I always drink cider these days. What are you, what are you drinking, buddy? I am having um, a Smutty Nose Summer Wisen Ale. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I'm having a beer. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway... I'm having a beer. Do you, do you want right. to just get this out of the way, like get it out of your system and talk about the Thorns FC Casey game? Just... I wish I could describe in words the big-ass smile I have on my face right now. Um, all day today, whenever I've thought about the game yesterday, it's just been like... I don't think it's fully hit me. Like, scoreline, you know... Yeah, it was an it's it's a good, amazing scoreline. We leaped over Chicago um, in goal differential, which means we're now in fourth place. Uh, I feel like it was very therapeutic. You know, everybody was just clicking. Um, scoreline great, awesome. Um, but I am in love with this team, like the way they were playing. You're in love with um, the team that played last night. Yeah, I'm in love with the team that was on the pitch last night. I'm, I I love them regardless, but it was like when your kid who's been struggling, like, and you're not quite sure if tutoring was the route to go, and, and they've been like a, a C student all semester, brings home like a straight A report card. All right. Like, oh, oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love the Portland Thorns more today than I have all season. Like, I can theoretically understand that example, although not not really, because I, I once got, like, an A-minus in school, and my mom asked me if I was okay. But yeah, I, I theoretically understand that example. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you went to, like, boarding school, and then... Uh, and it's not, it's not about boarding school, school, it's about being raised and... by stereotypical Korean parents. I got, I got Bs in high school. Oh, um... Lord, no. No, no. Yeah. If I'd ever gotten a B, I probably would have been punished. Not not uh-huh. not punished bad, but just like you know, we'll we'll like acknowledge Korean you style punishment. We'll acknowledge you again as as a member of our bloodline when we feel like it. But for now, just be neither seen nor heard. <laughs> we're not mad, we're just disappointed. Uh sure, we'll put it that way. <laughs> anyway. No, um, so yeah, that's that's the swooning that I will do for the Portland Thorns. I love you. <laughs> yeah, it was a they put together a good performance. I don't part of it yes was FCKC defensively it maybe wasn't their best game, but it was it wasn't just them letting in goals. I mean, the Thorns were legitimately putting together some good attack. They looked good. I mean, they they kind of looked like before even if they won, they looked like they were kind of forcing the win, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They were like, they like had to work so hard. And last night for the first time, it kind of felt like, yeah, this is like a fluid attacking team for once. Uh, we'll see if they can carry this momentum because remember that time they thrashed the spirit, like what, 6 six one, And then went right back to struggling again. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we've had some surprise blowouts, like 
it wasn't exactly a blowout, but like the Breakers beating Portland four to one, and then that was a blowout. I mean, yeah, for us it was a blowout. <laughs> and then going right back to the dark cave, like the golems that we are. Well, you know, the 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 Thorns have had quite the roller coaster of a season. Um, you know, they they lost at home to Sky Blue, and that was kind of like the the beginning of this really bad three game stretch where then they lost four to one to Boston. Then they lost at home again, five to nothing. Well, let me ask um, you this question. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> so before this, I know a lot of Portland fans were kind of really questioning Paul Riley. Mm-hmm. After this game, did he get a reprieve? Is it temporary? Are people maybe he's like he does have a plan or are they attributing the success to other factors i haven't seen a single thing about paul riley um i don't think people are giving him credit or not giving him credit um i think everybody's just kind of reacting to the fact that holy shit we just did that at home okay um i personally am not giving him the credit at this point because if it's if that if what we saw is sustained um, and he can manage that, then he gets all the credit. But if we're looking at a great performance by Vero, um, where she's connecting and, and actually working with Sinclair and Morgan and Heath, um, you know, if that if that was a gut, gutsy win at home for the fans, that's one thing. But if Paul Riley can do that over and over and over again then that, I think, is a good coach. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, Vera was dialed in for the game. She was just dialed in from, like, the first minute. Yeah, Um. the other big result I think we need to talk about is Chicago-Seattle. Yeah. Don't, don't sound too gleeful now. <laughs> oh. What a weekend it was. Washington won. Washington beat New York. Chicago beat Seattle. And the Thorns were beautiful. Yeah, the one week I was like, I'll just play Hope Solo (laughs) in Fantasy League. Chicago was like, fuck your dreams. Melissa Tancredi was like, fuck your dreams, eh? Eh? Eh. Okay, so Chicago, Seattle. Um, I didn't actually watch the match, did you? I I did. It was, um, I, I, I'll admit I wasn't on the edge of my seat until Tank scored in, uh, at the end of the first half. And then the second half, it was definitely all tension, like, oh my god, the closer it got to regulation, I was just like, is this the night? Is this the night? I watched uh, stoppage time, uh-huh. um, sitting at a bar waiting for my friend to show up. Uh, the bar had Wi-Fi, so I put YouTube on my little phone and watched stoppage time and was just... I think it's less that it's Seattle, and it's more that, holy crap, they aren't actually going to be able to run away and pull off an undefeated season. Like, we'll talk about a weight off my shoulders since, like, week one. They really finally started trying to put things together in the second half, but once again, Laura Harvey has said before, like, I I wish it wouldn't take, you know, 30, 40 minutes for the team to start showing. And this isn't the first time... I mean, Seattle's had to battle back from being behind before several times this season. And so I kind of thought this time would be the same. Like, at the, you know, the last five, ten minutes, Kim Little or just Fishlock would just be like, fuck this shit. 
and make something happen, but it, it didn't. So you I'm just tried. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, obviously there's a lot of skill that goes into a 16-game winning streak, but I, I wonder if Laura Harvey's going to kind of try and revamp things so that they start strong, stay strong, and finish strong instead of having to come back from being a goal down. Are you saying finish it? That Seattle needs to finish it? Well, they've kind of been finishing it. I know, it's been disgusting. Um so Seattle loses. They didn't start Kaelin Winters. Mm-hmm. They didn't start Ellie Reed. Mm-hmm. They played in Chicago, and I haven't been to the field in Chicago, but I haven't heard the best things about that pitch. Kind of that it's uh, very bouncy and it's hard to have possession on it. And I wonder if that's kind of Seattle's like Achilles' heel. So do. You- do you really think that the Chicago field had that much of an effect on them? I, I haven't seen the match. I'm just going off of factors. Okay. Like, a factor being that Seattle plays a very possession-based game. Uh-huh. Um, and I've heard that the Chicago pitch is really hard to have possession on. Uh, not having Keelan in the midfield until late in the game also could have been a factor. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, you watch... <clears throat> So I've been to a couple of Seattle games um, live, and uh, uh, you watch Keelan, Jess Bishlock, and Kim Little play in the middle, mm-hmm. and they're on this weird, it's not even a weird rotation, they like rotate who's chasing, like who's applying pressure and like 110% pressure, and the other two get to like relax. Um, not like fully relax, but play kind of more zone, and it's so weird because this whole season I'm just like, who the who is going to figure them out? Like, who is going to figure out how to beat those three? Well, the thing is, for a player like Kim Little especially, even if you figure her out, the, you there's still a matter of actually stopping her. It's the right. same thing that people say about Heather O'Reilly. It's like, Heather O'Reilly is a is a simpler player than Kim Little, I think, just by, by virtue of her position, and she's kind of more of... You know, her style is to bomb down the flank and then she does like that short touch short touch long touch and then beats her defender so people have mm-hmm. lots of people have figured her out technically the real question is like who will stop her because even if you know exactly what she's gonna do she's still gonna beat you you know right so i think the same thing with kim little and maybe to a slightly lesser extent just fishlock sorry jessica even if you figure out those players it's like well now now that you know what to do, can you execute it against them? I, I think I think uh you know, I'd I'd be I haven't read any post game from Seattle, uh, Chicago. Um I'd be intri- I'm intrigued as to why Laura Harvey didn't why Keelan Winters didn't get the start. Uh huh. Um, because I think Laura Harvey might have beat herself at at that game. I think by, by not starting the three that have been so super stupid strong in the middle you know Chicago Chicago's looking really good mm-hmm. um, and I know that Jess Fishlock and I know that Kim Little have both missed games so it's not a fact of like you always start those three but I think it's a, a combining a combined effort of Chicago is like on the rise and looking really strong and really good um, with a bad pitch with not starting your three anchors in the middle um, those those are all the reasons I can think of as to why Chicago beat Seattle. 
And please note, this is the most we've talked about Seattle on this show. <laughs> it's the most you've talked about Seattle on this show. <laughs> True. I'm not staring off into space while you're going on and on and on about Kim Little. Usually about Kim Little. Yes, I know. Yeah, we'll see how Seattle bounces back from this. I wouldn't be surprised if they roar back with a vengeance after this game. <clears throat> you think they're just going to annihilate uh, who they play next? Oh, Chicago. I mean, they're playing Chicago at home. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hello, my name's Seattle Rain. You kill my unbeaten streak. Prepare to die. We'll see how Chicago uh, fares up against the Thorns. They're playing the Thorns on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then have to fly to Seattle and have a match on Sunday mm-hmm. against the Rain. That, so that's, that's a that's a one-two punch for you right there. That is rough. I mean, at least they'll be at home and then they're traveling instead of travel, travel. Yeah. True, they could be pulling a breakers. The breakers have been coming home in between games, too. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. I'm not sure if every game, but some games are coming home in between games. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not in charge of travel, so I have no idea what the costs involved are. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Spirit beat the Flash 1-0 on a penalty a kick season. by Diana Matheson. D-Money. Yes. Yes, I... Get me those fantasy points, D-Math. Harris must have, like, done something right in a previous life. She got saved by the crossbar and the posts a couple times in that match. Um, it was like the Flash were throwing everything in the kitchen sink at, at the Spirit. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, um, depending on who you're going for, uh, the spirit were able to hold on. It was there was a red card in that match. Yep, Cat Reynolds. Uh, that was that was the PK. I kind of thought the keeper got her. Um, the uh, Kirsten. Um, oh, their new German international. Garfrekes. Yeah, uh, I she made she was making a run, and I thought the keeper got her, but uh, I ended up giving the red card to uh, a flash defender. Mm-hmm. Um, so the flash had to play down a player uh, for like thirty five minutes or twenty five minutes or something like that. I am not looking at yeah. any stats, by the way. I'm just going off of memory. She played fifty four um, apparently, so it, she, it would have been about thirty five minutes. You're right. Boom, knowledge. And, yeah, the Spirit were just kind of able to uh, to muscle that one out. The Flash admittedly had a pretty unlucky game, right? They had, not only did they get a player red-carded out, but their goalkeeper, Lydia Williams, got some kind of weird injury in the first half and had to be subbed out. Oh, yeah, Wiss, Weiss. Weiss had to come Weiss in for her. Goalkeeper, and she was great. Yeah, we've seen Weiss she play before. fantastic. Weiss yeah, has been she, great before, yeah. She played yeah. Uh, against Portland. They actually said it was supposed to be today that they were, that she had her knee scanned. Nope, they haven't announced uh, the results of her knee scan yet. So it's bad. So Lydia Williams, they're saying it's looking unlikely she'll be playing in W League in their upcoming season, and they don't know if it's an ACL yet. She was supposed to have a scan today, Monday. But no word on that yet. So that news will actually probably be out by the time this podcast drops. So crossing fingers, hoping it's not ACLs, because fuck ACL injuries. Yeah, it's rough. But I'm glad the Spirit won. I'm overjoyed the Spirit won. The Spirit won, Chicago won, 
Thorn's fine. And the Breakers fucking lost. I mean, it's, it's just frustrating. It's, like, beyond frustrating at this point. In the first half, the Breakers had decent control of the game. I think they looked really good in the first half. And they were leading in the first half, right? But then... What was the, what was the score of that one? Two to one. Oh. Okay. Kalia Ojai picked up a brace in that game for Houston. Uh, Kalia Ojai's first goal, at least, was beautiful. Like, like what the fuck are you going to do about that? You just can't. You just have to, like... At the very least, accept that that happened to you because there was no way it wasn't going to happen. But the, it's like the Breakers are the new spirit. They'll it'll it'll look okay for a while, but then by the second half, it's like, well, we tried. Now let's just fall apart. Let's just slowly collapse like a flan in a cupboard. <laughs> I am I am beyond frustrated. It's not lack of effort. I'm not blaming any individual player. You, you know who has to go is Tom Durkin. Tom Durkin is you not think? working. He's, I know so. I have friends who are at that match. Like, they went there to watch it live in person. And apparently Tom Durkin spent the entire second half yelling at Heyo. No instruction. Just yelling mindlessly at her. The entire second half. Just Heyo. No, attempt, no attempt at coaching or instruction. or he He was just mindlessly yelling at her. And I'm like... What is your point then? Are you just somebody's soccer dad who accomplishes everything vicariously through his players? Like, if you're just there to yell to players and get the fuck off the pitch and stop messing up my team, right? Tom Durkin, I love this team more than you yeah. ever will. I, I am, Go home, you bum. I am beyond disgusted with reports of him just yelling at players with no attempt at coaching. Um, apparently, assistant coach Ashley Phillips has been seen to attempt to coach and, like, help players and formulate strategy, like, at least on the field during a game. I don't know what's going on yeah. in practice, but I can only assume that if he's yelling at players like this in a game, he's probably the same way in the locker room and on the practice field. Okay. If he were to not be the coach, is there a good alternative? Like, is there somebody on the market? Who the breaker? Tom like, Sermani. Even... Tom Sermani. <laughs> Tom Sermani. Tom Tom Sermani, the new coach of the Boston Breakers. Or you, you know what? Sir Alex Ferguson is teaching a course at Harvard apparently in the oh, fall. Sure. So Let's yeah, yeah. Swing by. He can he could put together some some uh, trainings and then you know at uh -huh. least come to the home games. Yeah, we'll get Leanne Sanderson right on that. I'm sure she'd love to oh, call him up and ask absolutely. him to come be but, coach. But. No, I I think this is like a a fairly serious yeah uh, a topic. Uh, like you know, I've been I haven't been happy with uh, the coach of the Thorns, not nearly in in the situation uh, as you as as a Breakers fan. But you know the 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 question is, who is out there that isn't currently in a coaching position that is a you know available and be qualified. I, I wonder if we could do some combination of... So the the Boston Breakers reserves had an undefeated season. Um, Their coach is Frankie D'Agostino. I think he's Bianca D'Agostino's brother. Uh, but maybe some combination of him, Ashley Phillips, and then Cat Whitehall as player coach would be better than having Tom Durkin yell at people. Who was the coach that got fired last season? Lisa Cole. 
Right. She was Tony DeChico's assistant. No. She was Tony DeChico's assistant in WPS and she got promoted. But she got fired mid-season and Cat Whitehill took over. So, you know what? Let's just salvage the rest of the season and use the off-season to find a permanent solution. I don't necessarily think that at this point, like, doing some intensive coach search is going to... There's not much of a season to salvage, right? I don't even know right. if we can make it to playoff position mathematically at this point, even if we won every game here on out and, like, some of our opponents took key losses. I'm not sure it's mathematically possible. It, it might be by the, have by the like, skin of our teeth. Seven games left to play. Yeah. So it's potential of... 21, 21 points. points. 21 points. Uh-huh. No. 30. So that's put you at 32 points. And... Spirit could only win two more games. Thorns could only win three more games. And that Chicago, Western New York, Houston, and Sky Blue would all to just fall. Yeah. So I, like, theoretically maybe it could still happen, but, like, probability-wise, unless some weird, like, North Korea-style lightning striking the whole team mishap happens, I'm not banking on it. So let's just finish out the season with the players not having to deal with that situation anymore. Because I don't think anybody's happy being yelled at for however long by someone who has no interest in helping them, right? It just doesn't seem like a very healthy situation for the players. And that's my concern, the players at this point. I, uh, yeah, so... Well, I, I think I think a common tone, a, a common undertone is uh, players' well-being and players... Um, in the situation for them. Uh, and and I think it comes back to, you know, do players have the resources they need to be successful? Need a player's and union. Part of that comes back to management, mm-hmm. let alone coaching. Yeah, if, if Durkin has the backing of management, then what can the players really do about him, you know? Other than, other than refuse to play. And it's not like they have, I think, the kind of clout to just... Maybe Heather O'Reilly does possibly Alyssa Nair because she's like the only thing she's like the bright spot of this season maybe Jasmine Reeves too but like I I if I don't have a players union and I'm on this team you know and I'm barely making do I'm certainly not going to feel secure enough to be like no things have to improve for me as an employee of your organization or else I'm not gonna work for you under these conditions you know yeah it's it's one of those really really bad situations and you know hopefully hopefully the league gains a little bit more clout hopefully we're able to get some more coaches uh to be interested in it i mean we're getting more international players to be interested it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh um some more better uh coaches uh decide to to join join the league mm-hmm. um i think the real test is if we survive 2015 if we can come out of that and use that bump to increase interest and investor interest in NWSL and we don't, you know, get forest load like last time. It, it, it would be nice. I, I think, uh, you know, with the, with the ownership groups that are out there now, it's, they're not going to let it fail. I hope not. And they're going to do everything in their power to, um, keep things going. I mean, Sarah Gerke's been posting attendance numbers and while they're, you know, not necessarily on the climb from last year, they're still not bad. Yeah, they're um, not bad. 
you know, we're still league-wide over 3,000 people per game. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks a lot for that, New Jersey. You're really boosting that stat. But, you know, it's not dire. Hopefully everybody is aware, you know, has realistic budgets and realistic expectations, and and nobody's jumping ship. Mm-hmm. The only people that should be jumping ship are shit coaches. Well... <clears throat> That was NWSL so far, uh, kind of a weekend of surprises, except for the Boston Breakers losing again. And... <laughs> you said it. You said it. I'm not laughing, I'm crying. No, you are laughing. I know you're oh, laughing on the no, inside. I'm laughing. I'm just crying into my hand. Soft, <laughs> your, restrained Your, your baby-infested hand. Hey, my cat is fully up to date um, on his shots. It's okay, Schmidt, buddy. I don't blame you. You were antagonized yeah. by that fucking Teddy Roosevelt-looking stray. It's, it's tough shit. Tough shit. I, cats, man, you never know. They're batshit crazy. Yeah, sometimes Cat Whitehall will just go on this crazy run right up the middle and attack the goal. <laughs> you just don't know. Oh, you know who was uh, lacking some crazy runs was uh, Becky Sauerbrunn. Yeah, I thought she would go crazy attacking center back at some point in that game, but maybe she felt like she needed to stay closer to Barney. For some reason, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why she would need to stay closer to Barney, maybe to take goal kicks. Oh, Barney, Barney continues to be a warrior. Like, I just wonder, she seems pretty, pretty busted. She's asking Brune to take goal kicks for her. And then she stayed in for the full 90, and I see Casey didn't play their reserve keeper. So was it just that the coach felt like the game, they were playing Portland and they, they needed Barney and goal that much? Or did you... I'm not surprised at all Vero took the PK to her right. Like, Seattle, or uh, Portland knows this. Portland knew that Barney was out of commission. Like, all right, let's shoot to the right. Let's pressure to her right all i can say is barney i hope you get some rest soon fc casey plays western new york away next on on friday in rochester so who knows if that'll be the game that barney gets to rest you know it's it's we've only got six weeks left uh fc casey's gotta hold on to that number two spot mm-hmm. um they're currently uh they're up, up a game so at some point they're gonna have like a week end off or a week off or something like that but they're only really three games ahead of the spirit and three games ahead of portland so not really uh or three games with a win so um i don't know seven points ahead of spirit and eight points again ahead of portland so Mm -hmm. you know not they're not exactly in seattle cruise control uh distance they're they're also nine points away from seattle um so yeah keep it keep it up fc casey I say keep it up because the the thorns are now done playing you. <laughs> uh, we play Boston twice more, um, two more times, twice more. That's awesome English, right? Uh, we play Boston two more times, Seattle two more times, um, and then a host of other teams uh, a few more times as well. So, um, Boston, you're going down. Probably. Anyway, no, are we going to make another bet? Uh, our teams are playing each other this weekend. And it's going to be on ESPN. Yes, ESPN two. Dose. Or three. No, Dose. two. It's going to be on two. ESPN two. Yeah, first televised 
game of the season on ESPN. At Providence Park. Dun, dun, dun. At the PP. Do you want to make it the same bet? So if uh, we make the same bet, if Boston loses, I tell an embarrassing story on the podcast, and if Portland loses, you tell an embarrassing story? Is it the embarrassing story that's the the wager, or is it the song? Uh, the original wager was either, but I made you do both, because I thought the Thorns were weighted so heavily to win. I would prefer a song of my choosing from you than an embarrassing story. Okay. Sure. Mainly because you've already told me your embarrassing story. And I, don't think it's <laughs> I have lots of embarrassing stories, though. I have so Well, many. I would want you to up the ante on the embarrassing story you were going to tell. If the, bre- I, if the Breakers win, If the Breakers I will... win, I want an embarrassing story from you. But if the Thorns That's win, it? well, I don't know. What are you willing to give? <laughs> I don't know. I'll give you an embarrassing story. That's fine. Yeah, a suitably embarrassing story. If it's not embarrassing enough, I'm going to ask you for a more embarrassing story. Okay. Yeah. And then if I'll the give you an embarrassing story. yeah, and if the thorns win, I will sing a song of your choice. Fair warning, <laughs> I'm not super musical, so if I don't know the song, then you're gonna have to pick something else. We'll do a karaoke style like I did. Uh, okay, we'll see. So that's the bet. <laughs> Tune in this right. Sunday to find out who wins, and I'm of course referring to me and Gabby, not the teams. <laughs> that's secondary now that we've made the bet. The real contest now is to see which of us will come out on top. Tune in to ESPN2. <laughs> At 5 p.m. Eastern. By 7 God, p.m. we will know one. which one of us has prevailed. Okay, then who was your player of the week? Oh, my player of the week... Uh, God. Uh, my player of the week is going to be... Uh, Vero. Hmm. Two goals, two assists. My my player of the week is going to be... Here's my two options. Kalia Ohai, as much as it pains me to say it, just based on the strength of her first goal alone, or Melissa Tancredi. God. We have to go no homer, huh? Uh-huh. I'm going to go tank. All right. All right. I'll, I'll also going, I'll go tank. Melissa Tancredi. I mean, her goal wasn't bad either. It wasn't Her goal wasn't bad. Some toe poke or something. Solo. Yeah. So it was a good goal and it was and it was an important result. So congratulations, Melissa Dr. Melissa Tancredi, technically now I think because she's like a I chiropractor so. or whatever. I she's licensed. She passed her boards. Congratulations. A <laughs> so, sorry, sorry to all the other contenders this week sorry Sorry. including fellow canadian diana matheson sorry d math with those pks man Uh it's like it's the only way she knows how to score this year it's not the only way she knows how to score it's the only way she's being allowed to score there's a difference there's a difference true 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 um so yeah tank way to go buddy (laughs) is she really your buddy though no not at all I didn't think so. I didn't think so. It's all right. I call you buddy, and you're not really my buddy. I know. You know, people from 1943 <laughs> often use buddy as a colloquialism, so. <laughs> I don't even think buddy was a term back then. Yeah, it was. When did buddy come around? I don't know. What is the etymology of the word buddy? Uh, Google says today. buddy, mid-19th century. Perhaps an alteration of brother. Damn! Way to hit the nail on the head right there. Uh-huh. 
Damn. Why? Because you were actually born in the mid 19th century? I'd believe it. Mid 19th century? Yeah. 19th. Oh, dear God. That means 1800s. I know. I'm, I'm old. Yeah. You are old. There's somewhere in an attic, there's a picture of you getting older. Um, Benjamin Button. I, okay, sure. I just get younger every single day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm happy we, uh, we were able to catch up. We didn't really talk about World Cup at all. Um, no. At all, while the World Cup was going on. No, not really. I mean, what else is there to say? Awesome. Auf geht's Deutschland. Uh-huh. You've made Angela Merkel proud. <laughs> uh, next uh, big tournament is Women's World Cup next summer. Next big tournament is Women's U20 Women's World Cup this year. Okay, yeah. Next big tournament is Women's U20 World Cup in, like, less than a month. Yeah. It's going to be on ESPN. So enjoy that ESPN coverage while you can, because Women's World Cup 2015 is on Fox Soccer. That'll It'll be... be a preview of the awesome, uh, awesomeness that's to come from Fox Soccer. Fox yeah. Soccer, which you will remember, tweeted congratulations on the anniversary of the 1999 U.S. Women's World Cup win, which they called their first World Cup win, and then deleted <laughs> later. It was, in fact, their, their second World Cup win, but we won't get into trivial little details like that. Um, maybe they need a couple of consultants who like to drink a lot to proofread things. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure we'd do a great job when we're drunk of... Drunk Fox Soccer. Please hire us. <laughs> oh my god. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Two Drunk Fans. <laughs> I forgot we did do our outro. I will not be on this show f- uh, until after the end of July because I am busy trying not to screw up my life. But hopefully um, Gab will manage to talk to people who are almost as cool as me in the interim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my darndest. Yeah, but if we, if, I, if we end up not recording a podcast until after July, you know, may, may the odds be ever in your favor, unless you're playing it's... the Breakers, and then I hope the Breakers manage to not fuck up. <laughs> That's my well, expectations for them now. Don't fuck up. Lowest bar possible. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's, it's, you, you are golden tonight. You were golden. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Buddy.